Today's podcast is brought to you by drinkers like you. To help support the show, visit patreon.com slash have a drink show. It's time to talk about California wine. Wait, haven't we done that already? This just in, there is a lot of California wine. And today we're going to be focusing on Sonoma Valley. Turns out, still pretty broad, but there is a bit for us to learn here. Let's enjoy it while we can, so grab the wine cork and join us as we have a drink. Have a drink, the show where you learn along with us about what you drink. I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm Christopher Walker. I'm Justin Fraser. Waiting for it to finish up in the script there. <laughs> Good call. And I'm Casey Price. I was like, nope. <laughs> I thought it was already done until I looked we down. Had a Ron Burgundy mid uh, mid guitar solo, and I went, uh oh. Hmm. <laughs> or what Which, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, no, we we read so we exactly what's on the page. Joined by our uh, sometimes it. missing host and <laughs> uh, head brewer from Broken Throne Throne Brewing, Casey Price. He's been fa- he's been found. <laughs> he was out in the woods alone, scared, without without anything to drink. He's fine now. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I had plenty to drink. <laughs> <clears throat> so, Casey, how are things going? Uh, I was just say uh, he, he'll throne. make his own if it's not there. That's right. <laughs> I mean, we're shut down again, but <laughs> I think it's been going pretty good, actually. Um, we've been doing some expansion talking, so I think there's there's ways that we can kind of get out there a little bit differently than what we have in the past. Um, we're in distribution now, so we're actually out there in restaurants and at bars and it's a totally new experience because, you know, you say goodbye to your beer and then somebody else gets to take care of it for you, until that keg comes back. Yeah. As they roll them out onto the, the cart, do you just kind of like walk by each one of them go ahead and like, good night, little one, <laughs> please be careful. Please. Please come back because you cost sixty five dollars a keg, and I don't want to lose you. Do you put well, like I'm a little like, <laughs> like a, pin a little note to it? You know, if lost, contact. Yeah, um, we've got a uh, you know every uh, Bob you worked in the bar or in the uh, bar scene, so you know like kegs have labels on them to tell what what brewery they come from. Um, some of them like an Anheuser-Busch product, they're embossed into the, the collar of the keg. Yep. Um, some of them use a, like a taped sort of um, label that goes around the keg. We're actually taking a spray paint 
and a um, stencil and spray paint in our logo. Just putting your decal on there. <laughs> I was yeah. waiting for it to just and then be right an iron you just brand. And spray paint. We just Banksy. brand our kegs. Banksy. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> pretty good, too. I may look into that. I wonder if it'll <laughs> like blow up then. At the very least, you should do that on a commercial. Like if you ever get to where you're like advertising your your beer Have like a TV ad or a, something, you just like show them like taking a hot iron to a. <laughs> well, I mean, like the yeah, yeah, but it it needs also, to be like yes. we're hanging yeah. the the keg upside down and we're like branding it by the feet, uh, almost like uh, <laughs> Java's. Not most icely, but it's still on Tatooine. Yeah. Anyways, maybe oh, it was uh, at, um, in Java's palace. palace. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the torture. They're like they're torturing the 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 droids <laughs> by putting the hot iron, you know, a couple of feet, you know, a couple about a foot away from their feet, and steam comes out. <laughs> yep. I'm glad somebody else picked up on that one. <laughs> but yeah, so we're we're moving along. Um, there's some cool things that we're working on, and so hopefully by the end of the year we'll we'll have that stuff. Even with COVID, we'll have that stuff worked out so that once we uh, have a vaccine. And hmm. things come back to normal, then we will be hitting the ground running. So now, it'll be good. I, I'm not a doctor, but if we inject the vaccine straight into the beer, that's going to get it distributed <laughs> faster, right? Oh, uh, sure. I mean, I wouldn't mind being the official beer of there the COVID go. 19 vaccine. <laughs> hey, look, it's not supposed to affect kids that hard, right? So, you know, 21 and up. There you we know, go. Stop, I mean, could you imagine the turnout for a vaccine if all you had to do was drink so a beer? Are you all not uh, doing anything with <laughs> your patio since outdoor seating Every is it's just so small you're not even going to bother? Yeah, it's one of those things like, all right, so it's winter. We don't have space heaters out there yet, and it's three weeks, four weeks total. Uh, I think we're we're fine if we. You know, it's not great, but we'll be fine if we don't do business other than takeout service here the next few weeks. So just to kind of conserve a little bit on our end. Um, how, would, on, how, would, how would one go about uh, <laughs> signing up for a takeout service, uh, you know, around Thanksgiving? <laughs> uh, go to BrokenThroneBrewing.com and you can click the button where you can order curbside. And it will let you see what's on tap. Now, what we have pay, right pay now. No attention to the clicking sounds. It's <laughs> not my keyboard going to where. <laughs> what we've got right now is a very limited supply because we've got to get together and can. Um, I've got to get some labels ordered and, and get those delivered. But we'll be having our normal. Uh, just It seems like. <laughs> The state of Kentucky knows when I come out with a new New England IPA. <laughs> every time I do, uh, they shut down all the bars. Um, so we just we just did a new um, two new IPAs. I did an ARP IPA. Uh, you know, between me, you, and the fence post, because I'm really not sure we're able to to advertise it like this. But um, ARP is a um, armament repair platoon is the what the acronym is for and it's actually a group of guys um, marines right. over uh, over overseas right now and they are um, uh, part yeah. of what they call themselves the broken throne crew and so they've spray painted our logo on their tank 
well, their their repair vehicle, and uh, <laughs> it's got broken thrown on the barrel of one of the tanks. Seriously. So um, <laughs> it's kind of cool to to have that sort of reach. Mm. But uh, but I've got that one. It's a clear West Coast IPA um, made in the style of Pliny. So we don't really have a good West Coast Pliny that we can get on this coast. So I, I did it with nice. very similar hops um, as to what they've got. And so I really like that one. And then the New England style is Citra Mosaic. Um, that's going to come out. It's Golly Snatcher 3. Um, and so that will be out. Citra Mosaic and Trident. It's about 30 pounds of hops in three barrels. So it's a huge amount of hops. Yeah. I was just trying to look through there real quick. And I was like, hmm. Yep, Wednesday, I'm oh. definitely going to be down there. <laughs> yeah, so they won't be online just yet, but as soon as we get those canned, um, we'll be putting them online so you can pick up and, and you know, Bob, we'll talk. I might even be able to get you a, a growler if you yeah, don't have them cans by then. Bring yes. your growlers. <laughs> okay. I'll probably, I, I probably have some back here if you nothing else. Okay. Uh, yeah, good. Uh, yeah, because it's... Thanksgiving approaches, and there are limited times when I can get broken thrown beer. And it seems like the last few times yeah. I've been anytime down we're that all neck supposed woods, to meet there, uh, it completely <laughs> the falls apart, and there's no episode. Mm. Like, or either the world has opened back up, and then the glycol de- decides to take a fat dump all over the brewery floor. And it's like, hey guys, no brew. <laughs> oh, why is that? Because the chiller decided to that just take fun. a hot, steamy one all over the floor. <laughs> <laughs> well, Literally. more of a more of a cold. No, it wasn't oh. cold by the time it was on the floor. Okay, fair uh, enough. The uh, that beer though, um, we did get to brew. It made it into a barrel, and so we've got that can. Uh, sorry, bottled actually in that batch. Mm, um, yes. So I'll I'll have a few bottles that I can probably All take right. your all's well, way. Uh, Justin, what are you even up to? Be good stuff. Oh, the usual work, work, more work. Uh, my roommate has gotten all of the the new game consoles finally, and is hmm. just just now playing Spider Man for the first time. Hmm. Wait, he still works where he works, doesn't he? <laughs> yes, makes sense. That was, no, it does not. No, they're probably last on the list of who can do it. He was on three different wow. devices at three different sites trying to order the PS5. He got two Xboxes, but he... wait, is he trying to sell one? He has already got it earmarked for somebody. Oops. Sorry, I didn't know you were were looking for one. He earmarked. <sighs> it's okay. Sorry, it's, right. uh, it's it's okay. It's cool. You know who to complain to about that one. Sorry, <laughs> but uh, but yeah. Uh, so he's he's. We've we have that here now, and I'm I'm watching him play Spider Man, which I have played twice on his his PS4, and he's starting on the PS5, and I'm like, well, yeah, oh yeah, but you guess I'm gonna play it all over again. <laughs> hmm. Well, no, I'm gonna play through the main game first, then I'll be Miles. I've been playing a little Valhalla on the PS4 because again, can't find hmm. the. The Xbox, and I really the reason I want the Xbox is backwards compatibility. Mm, like yeah. I they, can play Xbox original uh, all the way through, and I've never had an Xbox other than the like 360. He had, uh, he's got the he's got Valhalla for the for the Xbox, and I've I've played a little bit of that, and I, <laughs> it's pretty good, but I'm like, man, 
I'm I'm just started. So I was like, I feel like I could be more Viking like here. Why am I not? Hmm. I could be doing more rating. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> How about you guys? Uh, having a, a robust <laughs> uh, time outdoors, seeing the sights. We're literally all the opposite. Eating and and uh, new and exotic places. Yeah, we're on what is it? Day three of quarantine. Yep. Um. The the kiddo's <clears throat> teacher tested positive. So right at right after she drops him off. Yeah. And it wasn't it was a long enough for her to get back to work. Thursday? And I get a message from them. It's uh what it's just a frantic message. It's like, hey, one of our teachers that has been in close contact with your child has tested positive. And it's like I'm like so uh, just kind of like floored and I was like, What's uh, what? <laughs> I was like, So he needs picked up immediately and there's like yes. Because I'm I'm off at work, like I'm out walking a neighborhood, Duh. and I don't know if you know we live around Cincinnati. Uh, the main thoroughfare through the entire region mm. is shut down at the moment. Yeah. So every side road is clogged up, and I happen to be working less than a quarter of a mile from the bridge when I get the message. Is it because? <laughs> <laughs> is it because of that so ugly as everyone's Christmas finding out tree, the Christmas tree thing they, was they hilarious to keep people away until from the it. horse got beaten to death that's just how <laughs> all the trees look like that what <laughs> oh okay I mean I, I thought like it is Cincinnati that was a real horse that got we yeah. shoot gorillas I mean it's just what goes down in Cincinnati here. it could have happened but uh, no all the big trees whenever they get shipped in like, yeah. it's just like whenever you if you have a fake tree and you put it up in your house it it looks like crap at first. You've got to like fluff the branches and move everything around, and that's when they get those trees brought down. They're like tied up in all these weird sections to keep stuff from blowing off while it's going down the highway, and that they don't undo it. Yeah, <laughs> and, and they they hire the they hire the wrong kind so of. For some reason, the whole bottom section of the tree is fantastic. Fluffing out a mess. No, they hadn't untied any of the branches. And then the same thing happened with, um, what was it, the one in New York? Oh, the it, Everyone was going crazy about it being looking like crap, and it was like, no, they just oh, yeah, haven't. Yeah. Give them two minutes to get out there to it. No. no. Oh, that was such a cute the owl. The one in New York picture, was because though. it had an they owl They even named him it. Rockefeller. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, we're stuck inside. Uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> That's just any owl. Now I'm just picturing a very pompous owl in a suit. Oh, no, no, no. You're, uh, we're, we're stuck in quarantine, in, basically. We're okay, in quarantine, sorry. You guys, yeah, and Chris, you guys are stuck. Back home, I'm telling Brittany, I was like, hey, let me know when you're headed home, because as soon as I found out, I called her, and I was like, hey, you need to leave work and go home. And she's like, I just got here. And I'm like, well, we could all be infected, so you need to go home. <laughs> And yep. apparently she didn't get my last message about saying, hey, you need to stop at the grocery or let me know so you can I can give you a list because we need stuff. And then we're like, nope. So we just had to do a thank God we live where we live and we can get everything delivered to us. We've had a Kroger delivery so far. We're going to be doing a Costco delivery next week. And then yeah. we had to the, the fun bit is uh, so we've done we've done it before. We've nice. ordered. So Whole Foods is kind of big for um you can get a whole Thanksgiving dinner there, and we've we've done it before when uh, like when Emmett was born. Like let's see, we couldn't he, travel with him when so. he was born, and then the next year when we couldn't take him far away from the hospital, 
No, we went in for Thanksgiving last year, that, didn't we? Last Christmas, we didn't. Last Christmas. I'm saying Thanksgiving. Yeah, I'm just saying for the yeah. holidays. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not been good times. But, um, but yeah, so we're like, okay, well, fine. We'll just go ahead and do the Whole Foods order. We know, you know, we know how this works. Well, since it's so close to Thanksgiving, there weren't a lot of options on the whole meal situation. And since everyone's not going so to travel for Thanksgiving. The, one, the only one that we oh. could get that wasn't a mil- you know, $200... No, it was two hundred dollars. What are you talking about? No, no. I'm, well, the, I mean, the the prime rib one was like two fifty. The vegetarian. Uh, we 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 paid about two hundred. We're like ten dollars shy. Yeah, but so we had to get the one uh, for twelve. So we got a twelve person feast. We're gonna have some leftovers for a while. Nice. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Listen. That's that's, that's quitter talk. Fine. I need to I need to share with you the binging that, with Babish um, episode where he takes oh it, one of the best cooking shows on on the the internet right now, but he's got Thanksgiving leftovers as an episode. Mm. That's fine. Yeah, and the Thanksgiving that exists, sandwich though, at Earl of Sandwich. <laughs> need uh, to there's check a sandwich those out. chain uh, that there's a location at. Disney is the one I've been to. Okay. It's, uh, no. I, ass- uh, I the, assume I know, it's the one a Earl sandwich, sandwich. Is a, it's just a turkey oh. sandwich with mashed potatoes, stuffing, cranberry cranberry sauce, and there's one other thing that I'm blanking on. I think on. it's got the gravy on it. Gravy? Okay. Gravy. Mm. <laughs> Makes me so, moist. And it's called the Moist Maker. <laughs> That's the and worst you name I've it. ever heard. I mean, I'm moist just hearing that name. <laughs> and you... It's not the sandwich in particular. Yeah, it's it is. It's the, the gravy portion of it. Because you take it like... You, you do like... Yeah, oh, you yeah. take it. <laughs> I mean, sometimes. You do but like a Big Mac it. where it's got a slice of bread in the middle. <laughs> but you soak... <laughs> <laughs> you soak that slice of bread in gravy before you put that it on the weird. sandwich. <laughs> well, it's not vaguely; it's overtly. It when it sounds food, food, it always sexual. sounds like that to you guys. <laughs> oh God! Now, and, and here's the other thing you have to do: you take that stuffing. Yeah, you do. And if you. If you've already got one, you're good. If you don't, you need to order it because it's worth it. Dude, I've been begging for Get that. Get yourself a waffle maker. And <laughs> what? Get yourself a waffle maker and take that stuffing oh, yeah. and what? put it into the waffle maker. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to up that game once more. Stuffing. I don't know if you guys are hip onto the sausage uh, stuffing, but sausage stuffing, and then you throw it in the waffle maker to crisp it, and it's up. everything in me, and I burst out laughing when I'm saying sausage stuffing. Yeah. Good job. Uh, no, but I've been dying to get a waffle maker actually for a while. Oh god! Because you can throw every like ever since I saw somebody on YouTube put like the the orange cinnamon rolls in the waffle maker, and I was like, done. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, oh. so we have a lot of food coming, and we yeah. got a lot of beer to drink to make room for Thanksgiving for a week. So we're on like a four <laughs> beer a day. Uh, regiment to get through the beer in the main fridge. So I already had a skull earlier. Diet. So there's it's room great. for this, all this food that's coming. So and we're picking it up Wednesday and we're recording on a Saturday. So that's our time frame to burn through that beer. And it's a lot of beer. 
<laughs> I want to like call Whole Foods and be like, "Hey, can I add on something to your all's cart?" <laughs> Just so it's weird. Like, I don't know what I would add on, but like something very strange, like a durian Bacon. fruit. You know what their you know what their their Thanksgiving needs is. is I mean, a we big almost got the ham bacon. meal, so pork <laughs> bellies. So we could have gotten the ham. Just a whole meal. pork. We could have gotten the ham dinner. Just a whole eight. pork belly. And then when it was like, well, we could just Wheel go ahead and cheese. get turkey for twelve. Because it was like it was literally forty dollars more. <laughs> and we're like, well, you get even more food. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, sure. I, I think you're, it, it you're was basically that it had saving money. Like at that one point. more side option, or I don't know what it was, but. And then we got like honey butter crescent rolls. Like we we're gonna be fine on Thanksgiving. And we yesterday we made enough potato soup to eat for like four weeks. <laughs> like that's gonna be the other obstacle is there's just so much potato soup sitting in the fridge. Yep. I, I know we're short on time, so I don't want to take up too much. But your your talk of enough <laughs> potato soup for a week while I'm scrolling through. Yep. Um, Whole Foods here. I came upon their bag of jasmine rice. Walmart, Walmart in Paintsville. You know, it's Paintsville, so they're not super hip on the the specialty food items. Had ten pound bags of rice. Oh my no, gosh! Oh, I take the back. Twenty pound bags of rice for ten dollars piece. <gasps> and so I, I bought. I bought one. Of course, yeah. And I, I now <laughs> want to make sake. Mm-hmm. Because why okay. not? As we know, ja- we know the rice. theory. We went mm-hmm. to a class on this. We do. We know. We know the idea behind it. So, um, I kind of want to go get the the mold spores you now. Like and make Koji. Some, yeah. Yeah. Make some sake out of it, and then maybe even go back and get the other twenty dollars worth of rice. Because <laughs> I mean, if you're going to make I mean twenty pounds worth, might as well make sixty pounds worth, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. especially, especially like you know twenty pounds for ten dollars or whatever it was. Yeah, like thirty bucks, and you could have. I, I mean, I don't know the ratios, but I'm I'm I mean, betting it's probably fifty gallons of sake for thirty bucks. Yeah, I mean, at that point, mm. you should also just like do half sake, half. So I was gonna say, yeah. Mm. Let's talk. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk. <laughs> All right. All right. So instead, actually, because that would be distilling topic. and well, a crime. First, uh, <laughs> yeah, this is where we legal. would say, "Hey, um, we used to have a news segment in here, but we used to talk for like three hours when we did that. <laughs> so we broke that out into its own show. But guess what? This is a holiday weekend uh, for those listening to the podcast, and um, this was pre-recorded. So there is there is no news episode because we can't just guess what the news is going to be. That would be fun sometime. Just oh, make yeah. up news stories. <laughs> And this week, AB and Bev bought everyone. <laughs> no, you, you flip, <laughs> flip it around and make it this to where week, some ABN tiny Bev little no-name brewery All buys buys a billion-dollar company. Oh wait, broken throat. That's already buys, happened this year. Bush. Hmm. Well, no, we need to make a game of it and do uh, a just guess what this week at Aldi could be. I mean. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It has to be something Black Friday related over over some alcohol. So they've got uh, well, right, all these right. supposed to be releasing. Hopefully, um, if they haven't already, the um, calendars, the wine calendar. They they uh, released an advent um, for those uh, who are wanting to find an advent it, bourbon uh, calendar. Founders put out an advent calendar this year. 
Should be hitting shelves soon. Man. I think Costco had a wine one, too. Really? Four hops left. All I had to do was type in Costco. Oh, yeah. People line up for that. It was the first thing that popped up was Costco wine advent calendar. 20. 24 Still. bottles for 100 bucks ain't bad. 24 <laughs> half bottles. So two glasses. Take one down, pass it around. 23 half bottles of Advent on the wall. That's an, yeah. well, that's they, an average price delicious. of $8 a bottle. I mean, that's a cheap wine. Uh, speaking of uh, cheap, cheap, cheap wine. wine. <laughs> Ooh. And they're Somehow, always spend less money it's on the, wine episodes than I do on beer episodes. <laughs> us, because um, we're not really wine people. Well, it's because if I'm buying one thing of be- yeah, one thing of beer, I'm, yeah. I'm I gotta, wine, like, well, a, I mean, we I'm don't also know what we're doing. We're this, not into this. it. We don't know. Like, there could be <laughs> something rare and hard to find right next to it. We don't know it. You're just hoping for the best. It really could be. I, well, I do have to say before before we oh yeah on, go sorry. ahead um, Costco does advent calendar right because there oh. aren't double ups hmm. so you every uh, bottle individual. in the pack Indeed. is a different bottle um, I appreciate that because once you get into some of these others it's like gotcha. oh there's yeah. actually only like a six pack times four. And and it's it's like six of the you don't know what you're going to get, but it's six of the same. But, but so. what if what if it was six just, uh, KBSs? I'd rather be surprised. Some variety. Yeah. I don't know if I would like that as much. I, 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 well, yeah, I like the idea of being surprised and randomization too. Like, well, what if it was truly random and like you know, you in fact right. did have a couple yeah. extra ones that I'm you just don't know until you pop it open. Hmm. Mm. I think I would be disappointed. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's fair. I'm just because right now, especially, you could almost go and buy a KBS stuff. on the show. Yeah. That's true. You can't. They're they're just everywhere now. Um, Been on that truck. Been on that truck. Been on that truck. Been on that truck. All right. Well, uh, we are talking about uh, Sonoma Wine Country. Uh. Where I believe you can have a Catalina wine mixer. Um, can you? No. Why don't they have that as a sounder? Okay. Hmm. <laughs> Surprised we don't have even just one of us shouting Catalina wine. Because mixer. that's not right. the that's not uh, the clip, and that's true. But and this is a clip of us. This shouting is not answers. a family program per se, but we do try to keep the language mild. <laughs> F bombs don't fit into that usually. Uh, Anyway, the uh, so let's let's try to dig into this. Uh, America's first wine country. Uh, few regions have more character of old California than Sonoma. Uh, grapes and wine have always been integral to its history. As early as 1821, Russian col- uh, colonists planted and cultivated grapes at Fort Ross in the Pacific Coast, uh, on the Pacific Coast, not in. Hmm. It would have been silly to do it in the <laughs> you know in the coast. 
thing, but sand and salt I mean, water there. Uh, that was the Marlboro wine region. Yeah, that was what the those grapes were thriving on. That's true. In New Zealand was hmm. the uh, okay. the gravelly, sandy soil. Okay. I am also dumb, so... <laughs> that, it was that particular kind of grape. Yeah. No, no, it's fine. Uh, but the Spanish Franciscan uh, fathers who laid the foundation of the wine industry came in in 1832 when Padre Jose Altamira... Uh, planted several thousand grapevines uh, at their northernmost mission in San Francisco, Salona, uh, in Sonoma. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it is funny that like you know the idea first of like Russian col- uh, colonists were planting wine, you know, wine there, and you're like, Russia, get out of <laughs> here. Russians uh, planting grapes in Russians. California. No, no, I don't like the sound of that. <laughs> Russia, we know it's like you're not meant to be making wine. You're meant to be making vodka. Get, Get back, back to your it. potatoes. <laughs> Leave the grapes alone. Uh, well, in 1834, political upheaval uh, brought an uh, appropriation of the mission by the Mexican government. That happens <laughs> yeah. quite a bit, honestly, between you know Mexico, France, Spain. Any point when there's political upheaval, you know. After the Middle Ages, what do we do? Well, these missions here look <laughs> awful nice. Yep. Uh, during the, this period of, of uh, disarray, cuttings from the Sonoma Mission vineyards were carried through Northern California to start new vineyards. <laughs> She's like, oh, God, no! Run while there's still time! It, was, it had to have been, like, in the middle of the night. Just some, some monk mm-hmm. running out there and just trimming them and fleeing. <laughs> Yeah. Holding half a bush. <laughs> running to the hills. Running for his life. God, I'm <laughs> just, Sorry. You just hear it and you see huh? some some monk running yeah. through California grape fields with a bush over his shoulder <laughs> in the middle of the night. Well... Uh, by the time of the Bear Flag Revolt and subsequent annexation of California by the United States, the vineyards of uh, General Mariano Vallejo, the military governor of Mexican California, were providing an annual income of $20,000. I don't know why, but when I hear military governor, I'm like, and he was bested by Zorro at every turn. <laughs> income of $20,000 in the 1830s. That's not bad. Yeah. Oh, I can't really calculate inflation for that since... The inflation calculator doesn't go back that far. Uh, but it's, 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 that's a lot per year. Uh, in other areas the country uh, in the country we're developing at this time, Rocky Mountain Trapper Cyrus Alexander in northern Sonoma County first planted grapes in what would become Alexander Valley. He was very creative yeah. in the name. Uh, uh, the county's first feminine vineyardist Vineyardist. Vineyardist. Huh. Uh, Senora Maria de Carrero had had 2,000 vines in what would be Santa Rosa. Uh, Captain Nicholas Carrigan, probably the first American settler, had uh, vineyards in the Valley of the Moon. That's a great... That just sounds like... Just... Valley of the Moon. That's a metal. That's a metal song. I right was there. gonna say we just went into into 
Warcraft. <laughs> That's a Dream Theater song. Don't don't even lie to me. Oh, yeah. Or Blind Guardian. Anyway, later Yeah. Later in eighteen fifty two, his neighbor, William Hill, planted the first non mission grapes in the county. Also, I just need to point out uh, God's Spanish names sound so much better. I'm sorry. Senora Maria de Carillo versus Nicholas Kerrigan. <laughs> sorry. I'm just like yeah, I guess. <laughs> versus Gunter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Essentially. That's versus Captain. <laughs> Captain. Nicholas Sorry, Captain. <laughs> versus some bloke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all this activity took place prior uh, to the arrival in 1955. 18. The man considered the fa- 1855. <laughs> Very big difference. Sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, he came rolling up in a, a <laughs> you know, a Chevy 55, just top down. Like, All right, let's make some wine. That's a century among friends. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, in 1855, the man considered the father of California wine industry, Count Ag- Agustin Hazard Hazardry. Hazardry. Quit that Hatterach. Harasti? Harasti? It sounds almost Polish. Hungarian. Hungarian. Okay, well. The Hungarian who purchased the Salvador Vallejo vineyard in Sonoma Valley renamed it Buena Vista because a Hungarian name would have sounded bad. (laughs) No one would ever be able to say it ever again. (laughs) And soon was producing fine wines from the vineyard. Uh, in 1861, uh, he was commissioned, but never paid, by the California legislature to study viticulture in Europe. Mm. So, like, <laughs> GTFO. <laughs> commissioned and never paid. He yeah, that's, to... uh, here's a one-way ticket. Get out of here. See ya. He returned to Sonoma County fall, uh, the following year with more than 100,000 cuttings of, fo- of prized grape varietals from France, Italy, and Spain. Which I have to imagine got here the same way that the yeast for New Belgium <laughs> showed up. You mean just tucked into some what luggage? Happened? <laughs> yeah. Everyone's like, uh, what? What, what year was that? Uh, 18, 61. Uh, 62. 62 is when ah. he came back. Oh, well, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Just a just a bunch of lu- a bunch of bunch of luggage overflowing with uh, vines. Okay. Anything to declare? Uh. <laughs> Had a had a great time, yes. yeah. But did you bring anything into the country? Of course not. Why do you have seventeen crates? Any produce to declare? <laughs> there are leaves uh, sticking so... out. Yeah. Let Here, me put this out there. Oh, never mind. You said it was eighteen sixties, right? Eighteen sixty-two. So there's this disease called phylloxera. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. That was in an outbreak shortly after that, during that time, in both um, it, both France and, um, I think, in California. That <laughs> piece of... Yeah. <laughs> yep. 18, 1858 um, was when it was first recorded, and was first recorded in France in 1863. Mm-hmm. Uh also, you know, it seems like a, a pretty silly thing to be to be worried about in 1861. What else in 62? What else was mm. going on in the United States mm. in 1861, 62, 3, 
four it makes and it five. easier to you know bring several a hundred years war several uh hundred <laughs> pounds worth of bushes back through when people are just like you know what i don't care well, he is uh, first credited uh, with he's credited with first promoting the concept of fine table wine could be produ- produced in Sonoma County as well as Europe. Uh, <laughs> everyone was dead and broke. We didn't have the money or the time to go to Europe for wine. It better come from these from these states united. <laughs> well, many immigrants to the area uh, were northern uh, northern Italian uh, to the this area of. Uh, uh, California, uh, or from other wine-growing regions of Europe. Uh, after the Civil War and before Prohibition, wineries like Bundschu, Filipino, I saw that, and Corbel. I was like, is that supposed to say Filipino? <laughs> and then I read it, and I was like, no, no, it's not. Not at all. No. Corbel, Simi, Gundlach, uh, Quitzau, and Sebastini were established uh, and still exist. Uh, in the eighteen and then the nineteen twenties, there were uh, two hundred fifty six wineries in Sonoma County with more than two twenty two thousand acres in wow. production. Is a sea bass teeny a tiny sea bass? <laughs> uh, it's it's an even tinier horse. <laughs> it's oh, <laughs> I actually saw three mm. of those brands at uh, Kroger when I got my wine. So. Corbell is the only one of those that I recognize offhand. Pretty classic if in American champagne. Ugh. It makes me groan every time I hear that. Sorry. Uh, dur- uh, during the Prohibition period, however, commercial winemaking declined. I don't know why. Uh, at the repeal of Prohibition in 1933, fewer than 50 wineries in the Sonoma County survived. Even as late as the 1960s, only 12,000 acres uh, were vineyards. But wine consumption in America began to grow, and by 1999, Sonoma County had over 49,000 acres of vineyards, owned by more than 750 growers and 180 bonded wineries. Of the 250 wineries existing uh, in 2007, over uh, over half are less than 20 years wow. old. So it's like craft beer today. Yeah. Damn it, Prohibition. Okay, yeah. Well, in 2004, growers harvested 165,783 tons of wine grapes worth uh, U.S. $310 million. In 2006, Sonoma County grape harvest amounted to 216,000 tons worth $430 million. About 73% of Sonoma County's agricultural production is growing wine. Total agriculture out of Sonoma County. That's kind of nuts. Um, <laughs> what else are they growing? I mean, things. That's a good so question. It's, it's yeah. no Kentucky, but they're growing some green. If you know what I mean. They have other things, you know. <sighs> so grapes, uh, sixty thousand three hundred and two acres of vineyards with over uh, eleven one thousand one hundred growers. I was about to say eleven thousand. Uh, the most common. How many? How many showers? <laughs> Half that many. Hmm. The most common varieties uh, planted are Chardonnay, Cabernet Sauvignon, and Pinot Noir. Hmm. Though the area is also known for its Merlot and Zinfandel. Sure, sure. Zinfandel. During the 29th... I did see... I, I did see that 
on the Trader Joe's wines that I had, um, just laying around here. They came from here and Napa both. Like they they advertise on the bottle. It could have been from one or the other. And so it was kind of like, a, you never know, it was probably a blend of both. But um, that's the two regions that they were coming hmm. from. And and in those those specific types that we were mentioning, oh, yeah. Zinfandel, um, in the Cabernet Sauvignon, Chardonnay. Yeah, there's there's a. I was trying to find something more in a red today, and there was actually quite a bit of like, yeah. you know, regular Zinfandel there, and there's quite a few from here. So I was like, oh, maybe I'll grab one of those. Maybe I did. <laughs> well, during the 2019 Kincaid. Fire, some wineries and vineyards experienced a week of intense heat, smoke, and evacuation, which caused neglect of newly fermenting wine. 2019 might not be a good year for wine. I bet 2020 is not too great either. Yeah. Mm. All that nice smoke. Yeah. Uh, the sen- That's why they put it in a bourbon barrel. Well, uh, actually, talking to a couple people loosely in on it that's 2016 so my dad actually went to uh napa and sonoma at the beginning or was the beginning it was back in december he actually went out there but um from what he was saying before the fires of 2020 uh, a lot of the harvests had already come in Mm. so it was only it only affected Uh the wineries who had who were trying to push the the harvest out a little so their harvests kind of got ruined but it was like yeah it happened after prime season so yeah uh the sonoma county terroir includes 18 avas oh good (laughs) and we're, we're gonna get real close and personal with half of those in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, which define the diversity of this renowned wine region and exhibit a far greater variety of wine styles and grapes than you will find in most other premium wine areas. From the highly regarded Chardonnay and Pinot Noir of the Russian River Valley. Hmm. You know, the Russian River Valley makes a lot more sense after... The, the Russian... Th- like, yeah. Yeah. I was like... Oh, yeah, I guess there were Russians. The, the pl- <laughs> yeah, oh, hey, yeah. Somewhere on the planet, I guess. <laughs> because no, it all it's coming around like we now we know. Russian rivers named because mm-hmm. it was founded by Russians. Turns out, yeah. Part, parts of this episode were put together before other parts. <laughs> and so, but uh and the Sonoma Coast to the dense, flavorful Zinfandel of Dry Creek Valley and distinctive Approachable Cabernet Sauvignon of Alexander Valley. Cabernet Sauvignon. He's, it's like the Cabernet Sauvignon of Alexander Valley and Sonoma Valley. They're just, just, just some nice guys down the street <laughs> asking for a cup of sugar or something. Sonoma County's range of geography, valleys to mountains, coastal ranges to inland beachlands, is second to none. The size and distance between these distinctive AVAs ensures individualism of wines, Viticulture approaches and myriad philosophies of winemaking. Sonoma County offers an almost unlimited range of microclimates and growing conditions within its 18 AVAs. <laughs> I'm going to keep 18. 
God. This is unparalleled among the world's premium wine growing regions. Yeah, no crap. (laughs) Okay. Oh, can you make one thing very well? We can make a lot of things, and they're pretty good. We can make a lot of things exceptionally well. (laughs) So climate and temperature. Uh, Sonoma County is blessed with an ideal long growing season with sunny days and almost no rain from May through September. Summer average high temperatures range from the 70s to the low 90s. Ideal for ripening grapes, but even the warmer inland regions of Alexander Valley and Knights Valley, cool evening temperatures in the 40s and low 50s preserve the grapes' acidity and balance. Hmm. So when you said sunny days and almost no rain, all I could hear in my sunny head was, Jason, yep. <laughs> clouds away. Look, it, no, it's ingrained in my head that anything Sesame mm-hmm. Street, we watch so much of it, and... And Emmett's obsessed with Cookie Monster. Yeah. I mean, as Cookie you should Monster be. Cookie Monster and the Count. Yeah. Those have been his two favorites. Cookie Monster is his spirit animal. Those are the two. Though are, those are two of the greatest Muppets he on Sesame He can't say their names. Big Bird, is also a, Big Bird is also in that list. Cookie but... Monster is just Cook. Elmo yeah, is got, also goes, Cook. cook. <laughs> yeah, Elmo is also Cook. And the Count is just, <laughs> ah, ah. Uh, yeah, he can't. He doesn't say the count. He just laughs. He does the laugh. He's like, "Well, we know who you're talking about." So it's like, "Well, okay." Uh, I mean, maybe Ferris, Elmo and Cookie Monster are both monsters. Yeah, so he's just like. So maybe it's some sort of slur. <laughs> <laughs> I just figured it was like that whole like Coke versus soda thing. You know, he's just taking the southern <laughs> approach. All right, well, elevation and topography. Uh, Sonoma County's vineyards range from sea level to 2,600 feet above sea level. The array of valley, uh, benchland, and mountain elevations and slopes heavily influences soil fertility and grape ripening times, adding yet another variable for grape growers as they match the right variety and rootstock to each vineyard block's unique growing condition. So the soil... It has been said that Sonoma County has more soil types than in all of France. Wow. Yeah, hear that, France? (laughs) Suck it. The region's dramatic geological history has resulted in 11 major formation types, 31 different soil series within those types, and innumerable permutations within each series. So you get the Hmm. fog and marine influence. If you've ever been on the Pacific Coast, Uh. yeah, that marine layer. Uh, Pacific Coast provides a cooling maritime influence, bringing cool air through the Petaluma Gap, Russian River, and San Pablo Bay entry points that cool the western and southern regions of Sonoma County. The daily summer fog patterns are are ideal for cool climate varieties. Man, I want to go back to those beaches so So badly. We weren't down there at all. We were not in this area. No, but just just that coast... That that's my beach right there. Like, oh my god. We we and were. And it was in, like sixty I, degrees. We oh. were in uh, hemp country, and redwood country. <laughs> yeah, but it was. Oh. <gasps> You're in the forest hemp. moons of indoor. <laughs> we <Yeah>. were. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, speaking of uh, geography, <laughs> so the Alexander Valley. I told you we we're gonna get up close and personal with uh, half of the eighteen AVAs. Yeah. I mean, I there was a certain point where a decision this, was made. No, it was that, the correct decision. No, no one wanted this <laughs> like to be a four-hour episode. This is not going to be a, 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 
What was it? The, the ale episode. But no one wants a four-hour episode of us talking geography and soil types. Look, I could go break out the Munsell soil color chart, and we could really get into this. <laughs> and it's just a love letter to California. I'm okay with this. Uh, all right. So deep in the heart of Geyers or Geyserville, Geyserville. Okay. Uh, you will find deep in the heart of Geyserville. <laughs> you'll find the picturesque Alexander Valley surrounded by an abundance of stunning views, 43 wineries and many multi-generational families who have tended to this land for years with cool marine air and coming from the Pacific ocean. There's a chill that moves from the south to the north throughout the valley, making the mornings and evenings very brisk. Sounds perfect. But not the south, north to the south. Mm. Can't can't have it no. the other way. Uh, <laughs> I'm just I'm just thinking like it's very brisk, and I'm just picturing like a can of that's right. It's brisk, baby. Yep, yep. Baby. Just like <laughs> all, like getting passed around down the entire. But how? Down the entire valley, just one just keeps handing a different can. Going there, you go. That's brisk. Yeah, we know it's brisk. <laughs> like how it's old a, is that commercial? By like the way, like it's the Scottish kvatch, like the the <laughs> the Scotch drinking bowl where everyone takes it. If you've ever watched Thirteenth Warrior, that's kind of what's happening. Like everyone takes the the bowl and takes a drink and just passes it down. Gosh, only it's a can of brisk. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> yep. So with the heat spikes to ripen the crop and the cool down to preserve acidity, Alexander Valley is one of the most idyllic places for <sighs> growing big varietals like Cabernet Sauvignon. Uh, so it got its ABA status in 1984, uh, 15,000 acres of vineyard, and it's got the 43 wineries as mentioned. 43 wineries. I know in that single. Uh, there, there's more in some of these. Just, yeah. just wait. It gets bananas. There are also fewer. Yeah, but, but good damn. Um, Bennett yeah. Valley is the next one. So it's 700 acres of vineyards nudged between three mountain peaks in Sonoma County, making it one of the smaller Appalachians in the area with bold reds like Merlot and Syrah and creamy whites like Chardonnay. Varietals of all types thrive in these clay-like volcanic soils with a moderately cool climate that results in increased hang time. Located in the Sonoma Valley <laughs> Appalachian and overlapping part of both Sonoma Mountain and the Sonoma Coast, Bennett Valley's weather conditions make for a long growing season, especially great for growing unique, cool climate varietals. So, uh, so it, we all went there, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I was just trying to hang breeze time. past it. Yeah. Uh, okay. yeah. Uh, so this one only has 17 <laughs> wineries in uh, this valley, and it gained its status in 2003. So a little bit later on. Just just 17, 17 wineries. Only 17. So only 17 wineries covering uh, 700 acres honestly though i'm i'm like god if this is sonoma like what is napa we did the napa one involve and that one was bananas i don't even think we got into all. i don't remember the numbers and stuff we didn't even get into the avas for that one oh all right uh chalk hill is the next one that's a fun name uh so this is a sub appellation of the russian river valley interesting uh dominating the northeast part of the aba uh while being comparable in weathered patterns, Chalk Hill is somewhat warmer with light breezes and less cool fog and temperatures. It received its name due to its rocky, chalk-like soils, one of the many elements that separates this AVA from other parts of Russian River Valley. Um, I'm just picturing like you reach into the soil and you pull out a whole stick of chalk and just <laughs> get to, go to the blackboard. Uh, mm-hmm. This is 1,491 acres of vineyard. Just, yeah. 
Uh, Dry Creek Valley, which is, this is actually one of the, the ones that I saw, one of the brands, I guess, in, um, not brands. Yeah, you know what I mean. The, the Appalachians that I saw in, in the, the store when I was looking at wines. Uh, so go ahead. I ever t- like we're talking about how many like acres or, or vineyards there are in this. And I just get like acres are not small. This no, is a this lot is of land. Insane. Yeah. Land's so, not small. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I don't do how many. Do, do we have the number? Did we have the number? Did it already come up? How many total wineries there are in for in Sonoma? Uh, I don't uh, think we had. A, I don't we think could it's do a like total, math. No. Uh, <laughs> you could go. Well, we only have half of the Appalachians. This is the half yeah, of true. them. Yeah. Well. Hmm. I mean, I'll do uh, some research. Yeah. You. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there you are a few. I, I would imagine. Uh, okay, so the next one while you're doing that. Dry Creek Valley, four hundred and twenty-five. Oh, okay, yeah, not uh, at minimum. There, there may be. There's probably That's more. Not a small number. Uh, By the time you said that, two more opened. <laughs> it's like breweries. Um, so, uh, Dry Creek is actually one of the smallest AVAs in the region, stretching sixteen miles long and two miles wide. Despite its incredibly rocky soils, it drains ex- yeah, it drains exceptionally well, which helps to stress the vines late in the growing season adding varietal character. The terroir includes hillside, benchland, and dense floor vineyards, creating the perfect growing environment for varieties such as Zinfandel and Sauvignon Blanc, the region's signature wines, as well as Bordeaux and Rhone varietals. Um, I'm, I'm, Rhone's probably not how you say that. Anyway, uh, that one's 8,000 acres of vineyards with 63 wineries. So... I don't think there's anything else in that stretch of land. It's just vineyards. It's 16 probably, miles, and there that's 8,000 acres. Else. Like, that's insane. Oh, geez. Okay, so next up is the Fountain Grove District. At the eastern end of Sonoma County and inland from the Pacific Coast, Fountain Grove offers unique climate, breathtaking views, and magnitude of different varieties. With only 600 acres actually planted to grapes, vineyards are typically small in size, with an average size of 12 acres and predominantly almost all family owned with a combination of hillside vineyards, marine influences and volcanic soils. It offers a unique flavor to each variety grown in this inland ABA. And this was established in 2015 and just the four wineries, because again, not the, the size isn't insane. By the way, every time we have like 600 acres, 700 acres, I'm just like, man, I'm just picturing like six drunk Winnie the Poohs <laughs> making wine. Like, you know, like the meme with like the Winnie the Pooh with like the, the wrinkled brow and yeah. the, the like smug yeah. look and the, the tuxedo. Like, I'm just picturing that Winnie the Pooh like getting wine. And it's like, nope. Also, like all the. He, he doesn't, he doesn't he make mead. wine. He well, makes, he's got to make mead. He yeah. Mead. He would make yeah. mead. Well, look, he may make both. He just only drinks mead. True. Yeah, I mean, he's got to make a living. Um, the, uh, the, the, also, the talk of all the acreage and whatnot, I'm just like, so, like, half of California is just grapes, right? Like, that's... It's... California is just much bigger than we give yeah, it credit for. Primarily grapes, though. Between, between Sonoma and Napa, we're just, like, all grapes all the time. This look, is it's kind of like Kentucky, only instead of growing three things, they grow all the things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Uh, Casey, you got some 
some info for us? I do <laughs> also have a train out the window. Uh, um, <laughs> but I did some math. So <laughs> let's pretend that in the Cincinnati metropolitan area, there are 63 breweries currently. Mm-hmm. Sound about right, Chris? Yep. Actually, yeah, that's pretty close. I think we're closer to 70. Let's, let's call it 70. <laughs> just to be just to be fair like five have opened during the lockdowns so i don't that's <laughs> how you do all right so that means for every 68.7 miles square miles you've got a brewery in napa Val- or sorry in sonoma county you have one brewery every four square miles or sorry one winery winery every 4.16 square miles. <laughs> That's how compact these are. If our numbers are correct, this is a very compact region. So uh, how are they getting enough grapes to really produce any? <laughs> that soil must be like, like top notch. I don't know. <laughs> well, the, the soil quality is how they're um, able to keep doing it season over season, but it's, there's no space to grow the damn grapes. So uh, four yeah. square miles is 2,500 acres, give okay. or take. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, it gives a little bit if they really squish them in there on the acreage. But at the same time, like in one that we just talked about, let's look at Fountain Grove District, four wineries, 600 vineyard yeah. acres. So, I mean... There's a lot of um, a lot of really squished together ones, and then there's probably some that are huge that are really spread out. Yeah, probably one that like, we right. have one acre, we make wine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Northern Sonoma, the area seems uh, as vast and amorphous as its name encompasses Chalk Hill, Knights Valley, Alexander Valley, Dry Creek Valley, Russian River Valley, um, which is also where a lot of breweries take up some of that mm-hmm. square miles, uh, some of those square miles, um, and most of Green Valley within its embrace. Uh, the borders follow Bohemian Highway in Monte Rio, southeast along Dutch Bill Creek. I wonder who Bill was. <laughs> he was Dutch. <laughs> he was probably Dutch, yeah. Through Camp Meeker. Occidental and Freestone <laughs> stretches. I'm sorry, Camp Beaker just makes me picture Beaker from the the Muppets going. <laughs> beep, beep, beep. No, Camp Me- Meeker uh, is stretch- a depressed cousin. <laughs> oh, yep. Me 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 me. Stretches along Highway 12 through Sebastopol to Fulton Road, north to River Road, and there it traverses. Mark West Springs Road to the Sonoma Napa border. So, Sonoma Napa right on the border mm. of each other. Its northern boundaries are formed by the county lines of Lake and Mendocino counties. Mm. It earned its AVA status in 1990, but even though it's a fairly recent, uh, I mean, as far as the, the region goes, it's it's fairly old because there's some really new ones. Um, but it's 329,000 vineyard <laughs> acres. Jesus. Some acreage. But I guess since it's including a bunch of the other ones, they're not yeah. counting you know, some of the wineries in that. Mm. 
Oh yeah, yeah. The number here is definitely not not correct, but uh, uh, as far as the number of wineries, but um, it's got a lot of. Although it, could it might just be, be nothing but grapes. And let me explain why. Exactly. Yeah. It could be where they are growing the grapes and not necessarily the winery itself mm. yeah. um, is within that. It may be the workhorse of the region. Because, uh, and for those that aren't looking at the doc, it shows wineries are zero in this region. So that very well may be the case. Um, require a little bit more research there. The Pataluma Gap area um, borders West Marin and Valley Ford on the west and then follows Chilino Valley and Spring Hills Road, Adobe Road uh, on the east. Uh, Tati, Kotati. Uh, let me know what hell they say that. Um, on the north and Lakeville on the southeast. This area exhibits distinctive geography, however. As inland valley air heats up, it pulls the cool coastal air into a naturally formed 15-mile-wide gap in this coastal range of mountains. Uh, wind and fog define the area. The daily temperature swings of 40 to 50 degrees oh. uh, in this area make a big difference. That's I kind of like that because 40 to 50 degrees daily, you're probably also not going to experience a whole lot of seasonal change, if I were to guess. Um, Possibly, but also like imagine like needing like a coat in the morning and then like shorts. By- by noon, you're like wearing like you have got like the zip off shorts, and you're just like taking them like oh, Jesus. This is where zip-off shorts came from. I'm, I'm guaranteeing it right here. <laughs> no, I'll take no more this, of this. this where you, no, that's where you start the mornings in a t-shirt and just a regular pair of pants. Or you could do the zip-off pants, and then by the afternoon, you're just laying naked in the field wishing you were you're dead. Just, <laughs> you're just naked, yeah. These vineyards tend to yield uh, smaller grapes that ripen later, developing really wonderful flavors and fruit characteristics while maintaining also ideal levels of acidity. It earned AVA status in 2017 with only 4,000 vineyard acres, but nine wineries. The Pine Mountain and Cloverdale Peak region, um, Pine Mountain specifically, uh, sorry, Pine Mountain Cloverdale Peak is within the multi-county North Coast AVA. It overlaps the northernmost portions of the Alexander Valley AVA and the northern Sonoma AVA. Uh, We talked about the northern Sonoma AVA just a few minutes ago. Uh, The area currently has 230 acres of commercial vineyards, although that's bumped up to 310 um, because it's got 150 acres at the time of riding under development. The distinguishing Features of this area include its mountainous soils, steep topography, and high elevations, and the growing climate that contrasts with the climate of Alexander's Valley's floor that's below. The vineyards within Pine Mountain are generally small, ranging from five to twenty acre plots or flat and gent of flat and gently sloping ground. Again, very much like Eastern Kentucky, if I could say, because you've got like a mountainous region, but then you have these five to 20 acre sections of flat area that you can build That's, something yeah. on. That is exactly kind of how my grandfather's like little, little farm plots he would put in on, on our property would go. It's like, he'd just nothing but hillsides out in out in the holler. And then he's just like, he's gotten one spot flat and he's like, I will grow corn here. It's insane. <laughs> when you um, look at, like agricultural techniques from Southeast Asia and how they actually transmit pretty well to Eastern Kentucky because Mm -hmm. you're farming a mountain. There's only so many different ways you can do it. And there's pretty much only one successful way to do it. 
Yep. And it does it does make you think of like those images though of like, yeah, like a terrorist kind mm-hmm. of farming thing and it 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 it, it looks really cool. Things things to think about when when society collapses <laughs> and we all have to go back yeah. to because when it does collapse, oh, well, that's you... definitely where I'm going. <laughs> Seriously, we I... all go back to the hills. We we establish a firm sort of a uh, uh, set of of locations, and we just start trading amongst each other. Yeah, uh, I I am not opposed to this. First <laughs> off, I have a decent collection of seeds that I've put out in my outbuilding. Now, here's your tip: whenever the the crap hits the fan, do not store your seeds just in an outbuilding without <laughs> protecting them with something made of plastic because the birds will find them. Oh, don't, don't worry. My, 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 my plan is going to involve domesticating uh, turkey and deer. So I'm going to be providing meat. Uh, turkey. Let me say this, man. I don't know why I'm saying that. It's like, uh, I just want to say it over and over again, but I looked at a heirloom Turkey for Thanksgiving this year. I was like, man, turkey's like the centerpiece. I want to do something really nice. I want a locally grown turkey and heirloom turkey. So I went on uh, America's Test Kitchen to find out what they recommended. Turns out there is a turkey farm in Kentucky that was part of their recommended turkeys. Like normally they have them shipped, but since you were in Kentucky, you could go pick them up in Georgetown and Mm -hmm. like get the turkey named whatever and actually pick them up. Well, this turkey was about 170 to 190 dollars per turkey. It's worth. I'm all I'm saying is they just wander around in my backyard back home. <laughs> well, where we go, we just take them at that point. But I, I couldn't, I couldn't justify 200 dollars. You say an heirloom turkey, and I'm imagining like a tomato plant with turkeys hanging off of it that are kind of oblong and <laughs> miscolored and misshapen. I'm, oh, they're they're heirloom. I'm, picture, I'm picturing it. I'm picturing a turkey with like a a, a yellowish yeah. pale text I mean, that uh, gets stronger as you do. I'm, I'm walking up <laughs> to the turkey and kind of squeezing it for its firmness. Like I don't know about this one; it might need some more time on the vine. We, I mean, the turkey we bought was fifty cents a pound, and then these turkeys are like, you yeah. know, two hundred dollars for an eight pound turkey. I'm like, no, yeah. thank you. Can't do it. Can't do it. Can't pull the trigger. Um, so let me let me put this out there too. Um, I found a website that you can hunt people. Helps you, <laughs> no <laughs> help helps you get an idea. Like I really think this is appropriate for what we're doing right now, especially because it gives you an idea of what the region looks like more than anything else. So SonomaWines.com slash wine growing regions. And each of those last three words are are separated with a Mm. hyphen. You get a picture of the region itself and what the wineries look like. And so you can kind of get an idea of what the, what the topography of the land looks like. It really is quite helpful when trying to figure out what, this really means when you're looking at it, but go check that out. Um, the last one, the Sonoma Valley ABA um, centers on the Sonoma Valley, of course, in its southern part of the county. Uh, the Appalachian is bordered by two mountain ranges, the Mayacamas Mountains to the east and the Sonoma Mountains to the west, along with being the area where so much of Sonoma County's winemaking history took place. It's known for its unique terroir with the Sonoma Mountains protecting the area from wet and cold influences of the nearby Pacific Ocean. 
The Sonoma Mountains to the west help to protect the valley from the excessive rainfall. The cool air that does affect the region comes northward from Los Carinos. Nope, Los... Carneros. Carneros. Um, got that center section switched <laughs> around. Uh, and southward <laughs> from the Santa Rosa Plain. Because the valley is cooled from the north and the south, it's different from other California north-south oriented grape-growing valleys in the interior in the Appalachians of the north coast. The I'm wind sure that makes a difference, but my brain cannot comprehend how. So you can get regions with big temperature swings, and so mm-hmm. it it plants are very susceptible, of course, to, to temperature. Yeah, but temperature, humidity. Um, I just wind. mean like the the north-south thing. Oh, cooled from the north and the south? Well, it says, like, the north-south orientated grape-growing valleys in the interior. So, basically, you've got a mountain range that's close to the ocean, and then a little bit further inland, you've got another mountain, or really hills, mountains, I don't know how you want to call them. And so you've got this valley that runs north to south, and so you've got, at both ends, cool air that's coming in um, from from inland, Basically pulling it in from the uh, from the ocean if it's if it's I'm understanding correctly. Okay, um, that's fine. I'm just like look, 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 okay. Apparently this is this is a more more important thing than I would have initially thought. When uh, I'm no grape grower, um, I've planted maybe ten plants my <laughs> entire life. But whenever I did, I researched it using Kentucky's Extension Services. Shout out to Chuck Stamper and Heather Nelson. <laughs> um, but with those folks, they put a huge emphasis on where your grapes were planted, even on the elevation of the hill that they were planted on. So they said, you know, put them on a hill, but don't put them at the bottom of the hill because cold air sinks and you get cooler air at the bottom. Don't put them at the top of the hill because you're going to get uh, too much sunlight, I think was what it was, your, or your yeah. sunlight doesn't hit just right. And so they were like, put them on that slope, but put them midway up that slope. And so mm-hmm. that helped to change the way that you were growing the grapes. Now, Kentucky's not growing grapes like California because we don't have that same climate. Because um, we're not growing the same. Terraces midway up a hill in Kentucky, you've stumbled into someone's patch and you might get killed. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's really a, a they call them microclimates. Yeah, and it's really a difference of like two hundred feet can make the difference in how your grapes turn out. Um. But anyway, so the soils of Sonoma Valley, like the rest of the county, are varied. One finds wide disparity between valley floor and mountain soils. Um, those found in flatter valley areas tend to be quite fertile, loamy, and have better water retention, while the soils at higher, higher elevations are meager, rocky, and well-drained. Those that you get at one may actually affect the uh, the flavor of the wine than at the other. Minerally wines, like in um, many of France's better known wine growing regions are meager, rocky, and well drained. You've got a rocky minerally soil and so it adds a more minerally flavor to the wine. Um, in general that structure rather than the composition of the soil is the deciding factor where grape plantings are concerned. 1981, they earned their AVA status, vineyard acres of 5,500, and over 100 wineries in those 5,500. So five. I believe believe that's the earliest one on our list. I think so, because the others were 90s and. Like there's a few of like 85, I think. Or 84, 84. All right. Uh, We've got. uh, uh, Most of that. 
most of that coming from siphonthisjuice.com. Heads up to uh, to that source. Got, uh, I've oh, got a few uh, things from Siphon oh, This sorry, Juice. To... Um, sip on this juice. Sip on this juice. Mm. Yeah. Oh, you c- it can almost. Yeah, it can be read that way. Yeah, it could be read as, as as almost as siphon yeah. this juice. Yeah. All right. Uh, we got some quick uh, facts for this region. Oh, sorry. Thought we could fire these off a little rapid fire. Some of them actually don't uh, pertain entirely. I don't know why, because it's talking about wine country, but then it brings up things like, oh, yeah, uh, if you went to the hospital in the year 1900 in Sonoma County, your bill would only be 34 cents for 24 hours. Nice. Yeah. Uh no matter yeah, what. No matter what. Like I could get lipo for 34 cents? In 1900. Cents? Yeah. So whatever you could get done oh, at that okay, time. Well. Hey, I mean, we could we could, we could go back in time, invent liposuction <laughs> in the 1900s. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's one guy just sitting there just sucking real hard <laughs> on a... <laughs> so, um, it's, like, it's like trying to siphon gas. Sonoma <laughs> County is the most diverse premium wine grape growing region in the United States. Kind of while we were doing a whole episode about it. In fact, it produces 6% of all the wine in California. California is a, a, a wine-heavy state. Yeah. And that's the, the the one thing that, you know, whenever I realized I was going to be on the show, I went and looked up a lot of YouTube videos and started watching. They can grow anything. Like, many regions in in California and across the, the world, really, when you talk about wine-growing regions, they're like, oh, we only grow Chardonnay and this very uncommon grape, or we only do this and that. And so there's like three grapes that usually a region has tops. Sonoma does it all. Like, Could they you, can do... Can you imagine just how annoyed the other areas oh, yeah. are? Like, they've spent centuries, you know, cultivating these grapes to be a certain way, like... We've prided ourselves in how how our land takes to these grapes, and they look over at California, who's like, "Yeah, we do what we want." <laughs> They're just like, "I don't know." We spread the vines around; they just keep growing. We can't get them to stop. <laughs> we, honestly, we, they're just more of a pest than anything. I mean, <laughs> they're meanwhile an invasive species. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in the background, there's a there's a giant like little shop of horrors. <laughs> Grapevine growing. It's yeah. like feed me Seymour. <laughs> I was I was waiting to say drink me yeah. Seymour. Oh gosh. Um. So we've got a few extra ones here. Uh, first businesses in Sonoma County to be issued a liquor license were v- Volapies Grocery in Petaluma. It wasn't Petaluma. I mean, doesn't get any more snooty than that. <laughs> Uh, more than 7.4 million tourists visit Sonoma County each year. Nice. Um, yeah, that's, that's about right. Yeah. <laughs> let's see. As early as 1920, Sonoma County was ranked as the eighth most agriculturally productive U.S. county. Wow. I knew I had seen the word Volpe before. Volpe. It is a brand of cured meat. Oh, like a pretty widely distributed. Now it's in St. Louis now, mm. but I was I knew I'd seen that that name mm. before, which makes me wonder if Volpe is Italian for um, something. Yeah. So uh, you're going to be thinking about that Russian connection uh, in the election of 1864. Sonoma County was the only county in California to vote against Abraham Lincoln. Huh. <laughs> I wonder what their ticket was. <laughs> Like why they said nope. We're was going Lincoln for against the, wine? That why they why they 
Because uh, it's not the South. You know why when it comes yeah. to the South. But, I mean, what was I mean, there? there's a lot of vineyards there, Casey. Was Lincoln anti-alcohol? No. I just mean that they were they needed oh, agriculture. You needed labor. Mm. All right. Yeah. Uh, there, there's, so the annual Sonoma County grape harvest is worth an estimated $200 million and represents 61% of the county's total agriculture. Wow. Ba-boom. Um, and then the Sonoma County Water Agency was created as a special district in 1949 by California legislature to act as a local sponsor for federal flood protection known as the Russian River Project. And you can see... Oh. I don't know if anyone else is into the show, but uh, Goliath, it's like the season three, which you'd have to watch the first two seasons to get to season three. They basically lead into like water poaching and stuff that happens out in these dry, like when these areas start to dry up because of drought, that they will just steal water to (laughs) keep their grapes going because it's worth so much money. And, um... Uh, there's a little movie out there. Uh, I think my dad has tried to force us to watch it like five times. We've seen at least a quarter of it at this point. We're about halfway through it. Uh, but uh, the movie Bottle Shock. With Why haven't you watched it? We haven't had it all the time. I've, I've very much enjoyed it. Like, it's Alan Rickman at his Alan Rickmanist. Mm. And yes. you can watch Kurt. It's you can watch Kurt crazy get, cast, actually. You can watch Kurt get slapped around by. Uh, Although, Bill Pullman out in the middle of a, a grape field. Chris Pine with long hair. Like, I, I, for some reason, it's something. It just hurts a little. I don't. I, it's wrong to me. But uh, <laughs> more than fifty percent of the scenes uh, shot for the popular movie Bottle Shock were actually shot in Sonoma County, and eighty percent of the grapes that Chateau Montalena used to make the winning Chardonnay over France's best whites in the movie and in real life were actually grown in Sonoma County. I, I, I just don't know, Chris. <laughs> I, didn't say, I didn't say I didn't like the movie. It's just we like we start watching it over there, we run out of time, and then we get home and we never think to continue watching it. I don't know how someone who can host a drink show Wine's not our bag has baby. never Bob, have you seen it? Never seen Bottle Shock. I don't know if I had heard of it before you just started you. talking about it. Yes, you did. Didn't we talk about the bottle shock? I think we have. I didn't know they had made a movie. I was movie. trying to get Brittany to find some clips to soundboard for it before we started, and she's like, we should have done that ages ago, and yeah. it's not happening. Oh, it was you, Chris. So am I the only one that's watched bottle shock? Uh, All yes. of I guess I've seen yeah. half plus. So for- didn't, we, didn't we do a show on the Battle of Paris? No. Uh, no, I don't think so. We briefly talked about it. It's been brought up. Uh, so apparently it Uh, it is streaming on, so streaming with ads on several services, but it says it's streaming on Amazon Prime. Hmm. So. I feel like Casey's about to assign us homework. (laughs) Oh, it's a sign. (laughs) He's like, y'all done have the homework. Is there... You all are, are better at this than I am, but is there a service out there that lets you watch a movie together? Oh, yeah. Yeah. What is that? Uh, there are there are a few, <laughs> actually. Um, I mean, technically, all we need to do is just set up a call and then just hit play. Yeah, I let's mean, do yeah, that. But there's also, uh, actually, is it, there's like a Chrome extension for Netflix that'll do it or something like that. I don't know. There, need, there's, okay, a thing, there's a thing. We'll look at it. Yeah. We need to do it for that. We need to start having watch parties for the show. Oh, totally. We could watch neat 
and we could watch oh, yeah. Bottle Shock, and like we could uh, Beer Wars, and mm. although that that movie's kind yep. of not relevant anymore. It's very dated. Like the, it, it's, it's been a minute. It, it's oddly dated because it it was what is it? that movie's like early two thousands or something. Yeah, I was gonna say it's like over yeah. a decade old. And, <laughs> and they're allowing caffeine and beer, which just doesn't mm, go yeah. anymore. Oh yeah, God. I also can't think of that without thinking, of, and we've said it every time, but the Drew Carey show and yeah, Buzz Beer. All right. So that's uh, the Sonoma Wine Region, which is a county, <laughs> a single county in yeah. California. And uh, we divide it up like this, so with all these appellations, hey, guess what? We can come back and do more focus show shows on those appellations and the wineries because we've talked about breweries and distilleries, there are a lot more wineries yeah. than breweries or distilleries. Yeah. We're just going to be frank, so it's easier to talk about it in regions first, and then we'll find some of the bigger ones and talk about them. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, so speaking of which... Drink with me, friend! Yeah, not not so much with that, that nice fizzing sound, but... Uh, oh, man, I, I, I miss right. bubbles. Uh, I did very much enjoy this wine, I have to say. This is the first time I've ever had Chardonnay in my life. <laughs> I know, because I just don't whine. Uh, we, we, we've done a Chardonnay episode, haven't we? No. No. Have, have we? I, I don't. I was drunk at the time. Wow. I was on the moon. Yeah. We need a Chardonnay Steve. episode. Yeah, I thought we had done one. That's why we never even said, like, yo, we should talk about. Oh, hold one for whenever I come back. <laughs> yeah, okay. Hey, you tell us when you want to yeah, show up. We'll you... make it happen, you know. Um, but yeah, so oh, let me show this actually. So this is uh, what we've been drinking. Um, we I got a small bottle because like with the wines, it's just like, well, uh, let's crab see. shoot. Yeah, we're just like, well, let's hope for the best here. Can't focus. Okay. Well, you got the blur on. Yeah, I know. No All right. Uh, yeah. So it's the La Crema is the name. Uh, Sonoma Coast. It's a 2017 Chardonnay, 13.5% uh, alcohol. And actually, I found on wine.com, because I was trying to look for like a rating from somewhere, uh, 4.25 4. Right. out of 5. And I was like, okay. There's not is... a wine advocate? You would <laughs> no. think that, yeah, something. I, I, or I thought. You got to pay <laughs> yeah. for it. Yeah, that would seem the most likely yeah. thing yeah. to me. I thought Vine Pair, for some reason, had ratings, but nothing came up. So, um, but yeah, uh, I, I liked that it was, it was kind of, I think that I remember the description for this being, um, is like something with spice and apricots and, and like a buttery finish. And I was like, yeah, no, that checks out. <laughs> what, what, I would agree. Buttery finish. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was definitely buttery. Taste, taste of, uh, grapes. <laughs> taste of old grapes. Yeah, I liked it though. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, Chris, same you, thing. You, your thoughts? Oh, you, you liked it. You enjoy grapes. it. Grapes. I, I, grapes. I like grapes. <laughs> I was say you, you keep saying grapes. That doesn't say if you like <laughs> no, it or not. It doesn't. Just just says you're having a stroke. <laughs> yeah. I love lamp. Grapes. Grapes. <laughs> grapes. 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 I love lamp. No, I was also drinking a Braxton smoothie sour, the fruit punch 
Because you got to get rid of that beer. Make room. Yeah. Because it's... we got a lot I, I... of food. Look, you just put a little bit into into uh, your son's sippy cup. Now you got three people drinking. Yeah, that won't be weird. I mean, he's halfway there. He's polishing <laughs> off the grape juice. Mm, yeah, the juicy juice is okay. in the fridge. <laughs> you get him something that's like beer, but appropriate. I mean, we could for just him. sprinkle a little yeast in there, and you know. God. <laughs> Bob, uh, what are you drinking? All right. Well. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I I am drinking uh, from the Federalists, uh, which is some sort of wine company, uh, vineyard. I suppose they're called winery. But they uh, this look. I bought this. It's a Zinfandel. It's fourteen point five percent. I bought this because it was aged in bourbon barrels for six there months, and I wanted to start a theory that if you slap it in a in a bourbon barrel, I'm down. Yeah, that's about right. <laughs> Science holds. Is, is it? Do you? Is it pretty good? Or it's it's drinkable. I was like, God help you if you say grapes. By the way, like grapes. <laughs> I just can't. <laughs> grapes. Uh, no, it's it does have a little a little more of like a boozy taste than I kind of associate with uh, with wine. Like it it it's not quite like a, like an actual bourbon burn, but you can kind of taste a little bit of like mm, the, like that, like the barrel and stuff. Like yeah. But it's charred grapes. Like not a lot. Just, just, just I a imagine smidge. that would be good with but the it's, grapes though. Grapes. Grapes. G- grapes. <laughs> I hate you guys so much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but so, so you, uh, but no, you but didn't hate it. I've been, a, I, I have drank, I'm on my third glass. Mm. All right. Which, if I drink more than one glass of wine, it means, yeah. well, he's at least tolerating yeah, there it. There you go. <laughs> which is a win. Uh, how about you, Casey? What, what are you drinking? Seems I, like this I, train is always outside whenever I need to talk. <laughs> I glanced down, by the way, and realized I had almost bought this. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> what, the um, gold slogger? I mean, it, <laughs> no. First off, yes. <laughs> uh, we need more oh, of this. Oh, Vivino. I forgot to uh, check there. Sorry. So, like, we at least know there's going to be a couple episodes where we have Casey. One of them is a Goldschlager episode. <laughs> it has to be like a cinnamon liqueur. I'm, I'm bringing this out to Ashley here in just a few minutes. We're having um, seafood tonight, so Goldschlager and seafood, perfect combo, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's... That's right. Uh, just right your, uh, one, yeah, I, I'm picturing a, like a, a crab bake for whatever reason. Just pour it right in there. I mean, that works. That's that's essentially what we're having is a crab boil mm. um, with How some, with some mussels and uh, oh. you know some of the uh, uh, crawfish mm. in there. And I had like leftover pizza. I hate <laughs> you right now. It's it was easy to like put it on. Like you just get some. St- we had bought crab when they were on sale and put them in the mm. freezer. And so anytime like we'd need a quick meal, I just put on a pot of boiling water and then throw it in. And then it's easy to just kind of when she gets home, you know, there it is. But you it's don't ready get to again. fight it back down into the pot. <laughs> you don't get to do it while it's alive. No. There was, well, I bought. <laughs> did I not tell you? I bought 50 pounds of live crabs oh, a few weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a 
an Asian grocer in um, in Lexington, and they sell live blue crab. Were you hauling them back and, and then so, trying to like climb out of a bag in your car? So I had a coworker that was going to Lexington, and she was like, oh, I'll pick you some up. And I was like, sure, you know, give me like 70 bucks worth. 60, 70 bucks, whatever. <laughs> I was expecting prices like my uncle used to buy them in Baltimore and bring them down, you know, $15 a, a dozen, basically. So I was expecting, you know, a no, dozen. It's talking about, and so like when he said 70 bucks, we're like, oh, yeah, no, that checks out. <laughs> and so like she brings them back and she was like, well, they um, they gave them to me for a better price if I just bought the entire crate. <laughs> and so, I, and you're thinking crate like a normal size crate. No, I'm talking about a crate that's a styrofoam cooler that could hold 50 gallons. <laughs> and it was filled with crabs. And I'm like, well, what do I do with these? So after, you know, I understand why they're like, let's, let's give you the whole crate because some of them are dead and everything. Um, which my garbage men, sorry, Chris, they had to hate me over that one for throwing out like half a crate of dead crab. But we ended up fixing those and like throwing them out on a table. It was, it was an excellent choice. Check your local Asian <laughs> grocer if you want crab. So, well, <laughs> but anyway, you the styrofoam cooler and like you just pop the lid off and these crabs start pouring out. You're... Yes, exactly. Oh she was like, but here's the kicker. She didn't question like, this. She, apparently, she didn't question it. She just the took the whole thing of live crabs. Like, all right, then packed like this giant 50-gallon cooler she, into her like Ford Focus. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was a... Um, into oh, her... Was it? it was like a Ford, Ford SUV <laughs> of some sort. Was it into um, her Fiesta. And <laughs> it was... She had to have... Like, we were going to split the crabs. And I thought, okay, well, that's fine. Like, I won't need them all. She'll take half or whatever. She gets back and she's like, I don't know, give me a dozen or so. I'm like, that's not even... That's not even right. That's <laughs> not what not, splitting means. That's not even, like, a, a tenth of these crabs. Um, so... She also, at some point, had to stop off and tape up the box because it smelled so bad. Like, you've got crabs that smell like half of... Not half, but, like, there's a bunch of dead crabs in this thing. Look, I know... I know what lobster in a a styrofoam crate smells like. Oh, yeah. That was exactly There's a non-zero number of Um, dead crabs in this cooler with live crabs who are eating the dead ones. Yes. I was going to say that is exactly what's happening. For sure. And so we like the next day I was like trying to pick out, okay, who's dead and who's just playing dead because it's so cold out. Um, Speaking of, I left that on my door, like at the garbage can and then went on vacation. Uh We haven't talked about my my time in Michigan. We need to talk at some point about that because I went to Blake's Hard Cidery and man. They got it going on. But anyways, today I'm drinking Francis Coppola's Diamond Collection Cabernet Sauvignon 2017 at 14.1% alcohol and a 3.9 out of 5 on Vino and Wine.com, which makes me wonder if they both carry the same ratings. Um, And then a 90 point at Beverage Dynamics, which I did not know was a thing, but it's apparently a company that sells rating services to retailers. I would notice those a lot, like when I'm at like Liquor Barn or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, I I looked at at something uh, other wines from Francis Coppola, and I went, I can't buy wine from a movie maker. <laughs> um, I, for me, Coppola is like, 
a I don't know. It's like a one of those ones that you just don't think of. I guess I don't. It, it just seems like it's always on the shelf mm. for cheap. Um, so it's it's really hard for me to go to it. But I was looking for something from Sonoma that wasn't breaking the bank, and this this happened to be thirteen bucks, fourteen bucks. So it worked out well. Mm. I mean, is it the Godfather of wine? I don't know if it's Godfather one. Well, that actually turned more into uh, Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, that was that was Macho Man. That wasn't. Ooh, brother. Ooh, Ooh yeah. yeah. This white Zinfandel. <laughs> but it's pretty good, actually. I so kind of like I'm it. I'm sad. That just reminded I... me. I have to miss Survivor Series. Um, my brother has the <laughs> WWE Network, oh, yeah, and that. every Thanksgiving we <gasps> That's walk, right. we would. Because Thanksgiving is we'd watch you... a Survivor Series, and so I don't get to watch Survivor Series this year. Like it'd be one of the classic ones from the '80s. Yeah, that's that's all he so, watches. I will say uh, what uh, unrelated to anything at all we're talking about, other than you just mentioned wrestling. The Undertaker is on an episode of. We Hobbs. saw the little clip Have, thing and, on YouTube, and I need to, I need to sit down and watch it because I went. I got to see what the Undertaker has to do when he's eating hot yeah. wings because the Stone Cold episode he did was great. And I'm like, I need more wrestling conversations <laughs> in my life because just just the dumb little like business stuff about it is like, this is then fascinating. You need to listen to the Kid Chris show because <laughs> back in the 90s well, when all of like our favorite wrestlers were starting their like downward slope. He was a disc jockey then right. and would find out whenever these wrestling things were coming through town, he'd find out whatever hotels they were all staying at, and he would start calling the hotel bar and asking for them. And most of the time, they oh, would answer because they would bank. be down at the hotel bar getting piss-faced drunk. And he would just call them and start like <laughs> picking fights on the phone. He's recording it and broadcasting it out on the radio. Nice. And they still play the recordings <laughs> all the time of him picking fights with all these classic wrestlers. That's a brilliant <laughs> idea. Yeah. All right. I don't know if that would work necessarily today, but but then definitely. Well, um, <laughs> can you can you call a bar now and be like, <laughs> hey, I'm looking for. <laughs> There's probably all kinds of reasons you can't do that now, but so we're we're drifting into classic wrestling, which means uh, <laughs> episode's over. Probably time to, yeah. time, time, probably time to wrap this up. Time for the Rafter Show. Ooh. So you can subscribe and get some great resources. Is this still my color? We have to change yes. it every time. I'm not like, even kidding. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. So all we actually, we changed the text, but there's still like a little bit of purple that is always there that says this is Casey's. Yeah. Huh. Subscribe and get some great resources at haveadrinkshow.com. Have, follow us at haveadrinkshow on social media and twitch.tv. Don't forget, you can tell us your favorite drink, ask a question, or just leave some general feedback. You can use the email address at feedback at haveadrinkshow.com, uh, or you can use the feedback page on the website. You know, you have anything about you want to talk about, like alcohol, apparently late 90s, early 2000s wrestling. Uh, or The Mandalorian. Or there. The Mandalorian. I'm not up to date on this season, but I've watched an episode. Hmm. If you want to talk about Hacksaw Jim Duggan, give us a... Uh... <laughs> Give us a ring. Uh, all joking and fun aside, I'd like to remind everyone to please drink responsibly, as we will be for the next uh, two weeks. This is never mind. As I had to explain to a couple people, I mean, day drinking isn't a problem when you're not going anywhere for two weeks. <laughs> uh, pretty much. All right. Well, uh, 
I would normally say here you can check us out another couple of weeks, but uh, yeah, uh, hopefully two, it will be two weeks after that. Well, uh, once if this, all this goes is going well, up. <laughs> this is going up later. So yeah, yeah. yeah that's true. Okay, so uh, check us out another couple of weeks for the next live episode. Important point there as well. Uh, and remember to check out patreon.com slash haveadrinkshow. And once again, I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm Justin Frazier. <laughs> and I, I'm Christopher Walker. <laughs> I'm Casey Price. You literally read what's on yeah. the side. <laughs> See you next time. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> <laughs>